Hello, I'm Roger Helmer, UKIP's sexiest MEP. This week on the Regular Features podcast, I would like to present to you one of my favourite tales about myself, Roger Helmer, who I definitely am. The tale begins with Mr. Jonathan Blythe, Master Gav Murphy and Mr. Stephen Hogarty receiving one of my inspired email newsletters. But, oh dear, I've made a bit of a cock-up. Let's find out what it is, shall we? Regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. Roger sent around his second monthly newsletter titled Straight Talking. Yeah. It's not it's not even like a funny name thing on his name. Like Helm. Does he talk from the helm, yeah, from there the you helm. go, yeah. From the helm, is that even a phrase? No, I don't think so. At the, the helm, helm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Roger Wilco. That gives him a good bit of military kind of authority there. Framed Roger. Rabbits? Or the liberal agenda? Yeah. I'll wager the latter, because I have nothing against rabbits. He would have had something to say about myxomatosis, I'm sure. Mm. Shall we explain who Roger Helmer is for the uninitiated? (laughs) No. No, Roger Helmer is a UKIP MEP... Absolutely. Um, who despises immigrants, wind yeah. farms. Europe. Europe, <laughs> where he lives. He, uh, <laughs> and clim- he despite- Therefore, himself. <laughs> he's a climate change denier. Mm. He's very much pro-business. Mm. And he's also on the record as saying, if it's okay to sell gays, why can't someone bishop-like cure them of their disease? Something weird like that. Yes. Which is probably where straight talking comes from. Is this a homophobic newsletter? Oh, it may be. Maybe it's, it's a subtle jab at homosexuals. Mm. He's been clever enough not to go all out. Yeah. A lot of UKIP, the old UKIP men have said ridiculous things about women and gay people and have been subsequently struck off uh, yeah. by Nigel Farage. <laughs> I'm vigorously struggle <laughs> I again and again. <laughs> he just struck me as fascinating because going through, he's a prolific tweeter, just like me. And I believe that's where the similarities between us end. Because yeah. every opinion that he has is always like the exact counter to my own opinion. <laughs> so every time he says comments on on any topic. <clears throat> I just know it's always going to be the polar opposite of what I believe yeah. is the correct thing. So straight talking is is the uh, the strapline for his newsletter. Roger Helmer's electronic newsletter from Strasbourg. <laughs> That's good. He, he didn't go for something catchy or sort of modern like e-letter yeah. or e-pamphlet. So this is um uh he, he proudly says he's now got over five thousand one hundred followers on Twitter. Follow him <laughs> 5, at one hundred. That's wow. Roger Helmer MEP. Like that says a lot about the man that he can't just say five thousand, he has to say five thousand one hundred. Well five thousand is no. probably the last email update. Alright. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two more. significant figures is fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then he says Watch my new video presentation here, brackets, just two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then he, 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 take, he picks up on several different topics that have been um, rankling him uh, and just things that he's been up to. I'm going to pick out some that, that struck me as interesting. He writes, The Telegraph of February 11th carries a story about a teacher struck off from manhandling a five-year-old. Which is pretty bad. But the point that stuck in my craw was that the event was a, quote, 
non-religious Christmas concert based around global warming. Oh, so it is to do global warming. So instead of doing nativity, this why would they do it in February? <laughs> why if it's in February, I would go as far as to say there's probably not gonna be a nativity or Christmas related. <laughs> why does he need why does he need to point that out? Well if we Oh no, Telegraph did the story on February. Yes, what so the, there must be fucking telegraph up to. If we continue to knock the world off its axis with with global warming, Christmas will be in February. <laughs> That's what Roger Helmer wants. Or refuses to believe it's going to happen. Um, oh yeah, so the story was about a teacher presumably smacking some five-year-old. <laughs> Trying to soon... smack some sense to him, to him. <laughs> Science issues. But as soon as Roger saw a non-religious Christmas concert based around global warming, all of his concern for beaten children seemed to evaporate. <laughs> like the oceans will. But who's... <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but whose side is he on in this? What on earth is the point of a non-religious Christmas oh, right. anyway? And why dedicate it to the new religion of global warming? This is wicked in- intimidation and represents a prima facie breach of the 1944 Education Act. Few things genuinely shock me these days. But this report did. Fuck. Wow, Roger. Did I pronounce prima facie correctly? Prima facie, I think prima it facie. is. But that means big face. Well, yeah, <laughs> this means premium face. <laughs> premium face. <laughs> yeah, in my day they used to slip a nice juicy Jesus down your neck. <laughs> oh, it's a wind farm. It's a fucking wind farm. So because he does hate wind farms <clears throat> and green energy, he's also something of, a, of an armchair expert when it comes to energy policy. Okay. Um, he has a whole little chapter of his newsletter. He's not an armchair expert. He's fed facts by corporate interests <laughs> yes. that he's adept at regurgitating. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and he loves thorium. There's another a- thing from Avatar that they're going after. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> it's the element... Th- oh, God, no, I can't remember the 1980s reference, sorry. I was going to do a Thora Heard reference then. <laughs> <laughs> the element that she's made out of. And that's why she's impervious to bullets. <laughs> Thorium is is an alternative to uranium as a nuclear fuel, which I I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think nuclear energy is, I think it's okay. I like it. I, I like the that. fact that when that scientist off the telly waved a pound note at me or dollar bill and said there is enough energy in this dollar bill to power the planet for a while, <laughs> for and ages. That, yeah, if you if you exploded every atom in this dollar bill, we'd basically turn the Earth into a spaceship and float around for ages. <laughs> Forever. It would be like Star Trek. <laughs> Do you like Star Trek, little boy? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty much... Oh, then he closes off with um, with Culture Corner. <laughs> Please say he's like, I went to see non-stop starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> I loved it. What a great film. <laughs> I recommend you all go see Four Helmers. <laughs> So, excitingly, Roger followed up um, 20 minutes later. Dear blank, you would have recently received my newsletter from Strasbourg. Due to an administrative error, it appears that all email addresses were displayed in CC. I have now taken steps to ensure this will not happen in the future. I sincerely apologise for any inconvenience caused. Best regards, Roger Helmer. I love it when I hadn't realised that he had put the email addresses of everyone on his mailing list in the two box of this newsletter. You hadn't realised until you saw him cop into it? No. <gasps> so, so good. <laughs> I'm thinking... Has anyone yes. replied already? 
No, there's been no no one's no one's abused the reply to all. That's yet. mad. And I've had a quick look at the CC box. Third place, the man. He's got a lot of people on his uh, on his mailing list. How many? He may have plugged it into the UKIP mailing list. Has, is, have you gone to all the names of all the things? Is it like Wogs Out at Hotmail? <laughs> <laughs> White for rights. <laughs> I think it would be irresponsible of me to to reveal any of the names on the mailing list. Mm. But would it be? But perhaps <laughs> during the week, and I can update you in next week's podcast. There might be straight talking issue three. Hitting the inboxes of all of those Amazing. people. And let me tell you, Roger has some radical new opinions. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's just too beautiful. You've oh, got... God. No, I'm just so excited. Can, we, can I contribute so many... some articles? Can I be a guest speaker? Can I, can I be a... Um, well, we should all... Farage. Should, yeah. yeah, we should all definitely... Yeah, I met me and Nigel hanging out in the pub. Farage's he... barrage We've of got... facts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nigel's barge. Nigel's barge barrage. <laughs> We've got so many images of Roger Helmer from your birthday party as well. You could just load up the thing and be like, Absolutely. I went to a party of the weekend. Look at this. Oh my God. Have we told the readers that we took photos of ourselves virtually naked, naked. with our own Roger Helmer masks? I, I, I don't know. God, we do so much that we don't tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> stuff that's just for our own gratification. This isn't just a joke for your benefit. We actually terrorise this man. <laughs> the eagle-eyed readers will notice that we follow four people on our Twitter account. Us four and Roger Helmer. <laughs> How legal is what I'm about to do? And Gav to doing on the podcast. Well, just I think it's not illegal to reply to all, is it? No, it's not because and it's not illegal to send an attachment. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't see how you can make any leap to illegality in what you're doing by assuming the identity of a, of a member of Parliament <laughs> and filling it with libel and sending fraudulent mass unsolicited emails. <laughs> To the UKIP community. It's just, it's just one email you'll send it technically. Yeah. And with a lot yeah, of I'm links just to say, it. if you want to unsubscribe. <laughs> if if I'm in prison, I will not be around next week to follow up on the, on that feature. But Steve was around and the saga of the Roger Helmer, I mean my newsletter, continued. This time with the addition of Mr. Matthew Lees. So what I thought I'd do is draft a new newsletter and send it out this week. I've only just written a first draft. I want to run it past you guys. Yeah, I want, I want gonna, a guest column. I want to be... Um, yeah. Well, I was going to do Farage's Barrage of Facts. Farage, <laughs> how, yeah. uh, how, how is this usual newsletter formatted? It starts off with him introducing what it is. It's called Straight Talking. And then he hits <laughs> up on some headline points, things that have been pressing... But is it like, brain. no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm asking a bit of a geeky... Is it a Word document? Is it a PDF? Oh, it's, 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 a, it's an inline email. Okay, so here is the next newsletter. Straight Talking, number three, February 2014. Roger Helmer's electric newsletter from Strasbourg. Hello there, Helmer fans. It's me again, definitely the real Roger Helmer. <laughs> Back with another hot mouthful of news and views from Strasbourg, or the Berg, as I like to call it. I call it that because it's a bit like the Borg from Star Trek around here, with all these mindless, shuffling EU Strasbourgs milling about inside this giant, darkened EU voting cube, turning dials and pushing buttons on their chests. <laughs> Bloody robots. 
It makes me sick just being around them, hearing them talk in their ridiculous robot languages. Get this, readers. The German word for the German language is Deutsch, but the Dutch word for the Dutch language is Netherlands. And the Netherlands calls itself Holland, but Holland is the president of France. <laughs> I, I tell you, readers, if words were drugs, the EU would be a great big needle-sharing drug party, with Brussels handing out language meth on a taxpayer-funded platter and Belgium spitting gobs of grammar cocaine into Italy's MDMA-rimmed verb arsehole. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> the word verb just added as icing on the cake. <laughs> anyway, there's only one language I'm interested in, and that's the language of straight talking. Aye. And English. So he leads into headline one. This is what's been on his mind. I want a horse. <laughs> Popular singer-songwriter Mika who is one quarter Syrian, one quarter Lebanese, and half normal, once sang, I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky. A stark admission of the man's raging cultural identity crisis and a damning indictment of the unfettered multiculturalism brought about by liberal immigration policies. Wow, this is really convincing. Mika wanted to be like Grace Kelly, but what I really want is a horse, so that I ha don't have to step foot on European soil every time I come here to Strasbourg. It has to be a horse that won't go mental on a plane, because I'm going to ride it down the steps, straight onto the runway, and then gallop to all of my EU meetings. Perhaps I could have one of the horses from Warhorse. They've probably all been on aeroplanes, or have at least seen aeroplanes and are probably cheap enough if you go for one of the background horses. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want Warhorse himself, unless he's available. <laughs> Second headline. You've put some work into this. Yeah, this is, this is all right. I don't think anyone could pretend that this is... <laughs> I think at the moment, the only thing that's almost holding it back from being like actually believable was the MDMA, MDMA rimmed <laughs> verb arsehole. Sort of, which is a shame because that's an absolutely incredible line. <laughs> but I, don't, I can't ever imagine him writing that. I, I just thought it was such evident bollocks <laughs> that the verbos can just stay in without fear of breaking a magical credibility spell. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you know, this is the kind of idiotic nonsense I kind of would half expect think, him to spout I, I think yeah there's so many sort of touchstone phrases that he does use like rampant immigration that people might just lurch from one of those phrases to the next and just go well that was a bit odd but I'm still behind him yeah I, tell him. I, I yeah. want a Give horse, man a horse. <laughs> yeah, a horse. Thing, the whole idea of going I want a horse. Why do I want a horse? So I don't have to step foot on the EU soil. Is the sort of thing that nutters like him would say in a pub and everyone go, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't really want a horse, but he's like, yeah. But what yeah. if the horse gets driven mental by the, the soil and you're riding uh, a mad EU horse? <laughs> it's only a horse, isn't it? Horse. Well, he's wearing English horse socks. shoes. Oh, shoes. Get some, English. get some foxes to chase it down and kill it. That's what, uh, that's what they do, isn't it? Foxes right. chase the horse down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's illegal now. But <laughs> they, they legally reversed the process in 1812. <laughs> Give him a chance. Here's his uh, second headline issue. I'm afraid a wind turbine will kill my horse. <laughs> is, is this? Is this? Um, has he got the horse? Is this? Is this his way of saying I? I want a horse. That's his way of saying I've already bought a horse and I'm breaking you into the idea. He's planning ahead. He's imagining a world now in which he has the horse. He's a positive thinker. 
What use is a horse, however, if it will just eventually be bludgeoned to death by the tip of a wind turbine spinning rotors, as was the case in Tewkesbury last weekend, when a crowd of horses galloped right into the flailing arms of one of these death traps, a story you won't hear about on the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone accuses the BBC of not telling any stories. A new study from America has shown that young male horses are naturally drawn to a wind turbine's rotating blades, which from a distance appear to them to resemble an audience of thin white lady horses, <laughs> each giving them a big wave in an exaggerated theatrical manner. <laughs> a, w- a wave that takes up the whole of their long slender horse bodies. <laughs> As if to say, come over here horse, I won't club you to death with my horse arms. Once they get closer to the turbines and the cruel ruse is revealed, the horse's natural instinct to sniff metal takes over. (laughs) And they trot right into the danger zone, sniffing innocently at the turbine's giant mast, unaware of the high-speed rotor blade tip about to clobber them into an agonizing and traumatic death. How high must the pile of dead and dying horses around every wind turbine in Britain become before we shut down these murderous sideways death helicopters? Wow. Nice. Impassioned. That's amazing. Maybe you could do a little passage about how fracking could create some holes in the earth to put the piles of dead horses, give them the burial they so (laughs) richly deserve. Yes, and return their nutrients. Yes, return, return the equine nutrients. The horse nutrients, which are <laughs> the most nutritious nutrients of all. I'm almost sad that it might be completely illegal to send this, because it's amazing. And I'd love to see, because I think there would be people who would respond or would believe it is real. I will go to prison for this. <laughs> Unless you put a picture of Obviously. Roger Helmer, and then you let people know that you're not actually in by crossing his eyes out. <laughs> That's like he's died. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to convert this into a sort of a death threat to Roger Helmer. <laughs> Just put a dagger through his head so you know it's it's a dagger saying, no, like like crossing him out. Yeah, like, yeah. with a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, we will kill you. <laughs> and like, as in like, like comedians, oh, you're going to die, it's so funny. You could let yeah. people know that it's a rip-off of the real Roger Helmer by putting Roger Helmer, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all going in. This is all good stuff. Thank you. Guys, good. I know you've got my back with this newsletter, so thank you. It's great. And I Not think involved. It's, uh... it's great. <laughs> I refuse to be seen to be complicit with this idea whatsoever, but I think it's amazing. His last point, oh, I didn't even think of a headline for this one. It just says, global warming. Look, Before you all start, I understand the difference between weather and climate change. I really do. I understand that weather is a measure of local conditions in the environment and that there are huge natural variations in weather depending on the location and the time of the year and that extremes of weather, both hot and cold, occur all year round. I also understand that climate science is the study of weather patterns on a global scale and over very long periods of time and that the man-made global warming climate models allow for all kinds of weather to occur while predicting that extremes of weather will occur more frequently. I understand that. But hey, I'd like to see these global warmers explain why I'm scraping ice off my windshield in March, eh? Checkmate! <laughs> Which is frighteningly close to the sort of shit that he tweets all yeah, the fucking time. I mean, that literally, he, he, he has acknowledged the climate and weather thing and then gone on to do that. Scraping ice off a windshield, yeah. It's, it's important that we all say, that we tell the readers, don't bully Roger Helmer. 
Though he is an old man. He might be a reprehensible old man with power, and he might deserve everything he gets, but you should not be part of that yes. because you'd be getting us into trouble. And yeah, that's and it won't be funny because no one will see you do it. We are only doing it because we're we've got a super successful podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't. We're not really bullying him. We're more. If you're laughing at home, don't laugh because you're listening to it, aren't you? Mm. And if you're listening to a podcast that isn't popular, what does that make you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those boys! What won't they say? (laughs) Not much. That's what. Let's chow down on some more newsletter fun times. Is it? So we move on to a uh, sort of a guest spot from the man himself, Nigel Farage's Fact Barrage. Nice. And I will say that Log helped me out with some of the facts here, so I'm going to be reading out some things that Log wrote. And- I've, I've got my fingers in your feature, <laughs> right up to the nook-nooks. I like that there's more thought gone into the fake newsletter that these people are going to get than that have gone into the actual newsletter. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because... They did none of the thing had. Oh no! They it were was like effortless a, prejudice. I no, mean, he were, knows all. All that shit is in his head. All he has to go. Oh, and it just comes door, out. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember now, but there wasn't any like sort of funny or clever names for the sections, was there? And they really easily could have been. Uh, yeah, I think it was quite straight. Yeah, it was straight talking. That's it, the name of his newsletter. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like there wasn't. It was just like things that I have done this week. It's yeah, a picture of me with some Chinese people. Mm. There's an the, actual thing. There's an acerbic tone to his writing. Yeah, and yeah, you can you can be quite cutting with his sarcasm at times. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then <laughs> can't we all? <laughs> 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 I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Nigel Farage's fact barrage. Stand down, Roger. Step aside, because it's me now, Nigel Farage, president of UKIP. And my fact guts are rumbling, my opinion sphincter is spasming, and my intestines are turgid with piping hot reason. My body's aching to pump greasy ribbons of truth. So you know what that means. It's time for Nigel Farage's fact barrage. Oh God, get out of the way. I like. I like that. Greasy ribbons is something I'd yeah. usually associate with spunk. But um, <laughs> you've, you've done it to the hot, wet mess that's about to fire out from his fact anus. They should call it the PU, because boy does Europe stink. Brackets, PU. <laughs> nice. No, wait. They should call it the European Onion, because it makes me, Nigel Farage, cry. Nice. There are over 500 countries in the EU, all of whom have the right to walk around in your back garden laughing at your trees. <laughs> Great big laugh for the one log wrote. I'm, I'm keeping an internal tally. That's two to me, one to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> one day a bee came over from Portugal and fucked up every bee in Britain. Now we don't have bees. Fuck Portugal bees. <laughs> Portuguese bees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, you just have Portuguese. <laughs> just then, just scribbled out. <laughs> no, no, that's bad. It doesn't work. <laughs> the most popular club in Hungary is called Cricket is Shit, and everyone goes there. <laughs> you know that thing with Star Trek teleporters, where maybe they're just killing the original person and creating a clone with all of their memories. Well, what if that's what's happening inside the Channel Tunnel? What then? <laughs> Bulgaria is named after a great British Womble. What a nerve! <laughs> Log laughing at his own fact there. <laughs> no, it, was, it was your delivery. What a nerve that got me. <laughs> it's called Romania because they're mad about rowing. Rowing over to our bloody country, that is. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Cigarette means little cigar, but baguette doesn't mean little bag. Nice try, France, but you're fooling no one. 
That's nice. I was going to do something like baguette sounds like a female bag or a bag lady. We don't want your bag ladies, France. <laughs> I had that one half written and I thought, oh, I won't send that. <laughs> if we got rid of borders, Great Britain would immediately flood. Look at a map. <laughs> Get some fucking education. Look at a map. When John Travolta, the, the rest of them are yours now, Log. When John Travolta sang, You're the one that I want, in the musical Greece, he wasn't talking about the country Greece. Greece is currently undergoing a financial crisis that I'm sure you agree isn't the one that we want. Nice. <laughs> it's a fact that dogs and That one, though, countries... sounds like something he might actually write. <laughs> they have these, these little nuggets of. Uh, of <coughs> Of truth, plausible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, would, it, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be effective satire if it was something he'd never write. <laughs> it's a fact that dogs in different countries speak different languages. Do you really want dogs coming over here woofing in post offices in ways that our dogs don't understand? I know I don't. <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald is American. Well done, Ella. Unfortunately, she's also black, but she's dead. So swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> it's fine because it's coming from Nigel yeah. Farage's mouth. Farage. Oh, you, I can't believe you said that. That's bollocks. That's awful. It's yeah, that, that's, that's the one that's going to get us into trouble, maybe, on the, on the newsletter. Um, it's back to uh, Roger Hellman now with a headline saying, Everything in its right place. This is because I found a <laughs> on Ikea. There's a, there is a, a chest of drawers called Helmer. No, it no, is. There is. And I, I definitely want it for my bedroom. I, I started looking up for Rog and Roger and ROJ and stuff like that. I couldn't find anything. But mm. you did find something that's called Helmer's Boot. Hel yeah, there's a place in Amsterdam called Helmer's Boot, <laughs> which sounds like you're saying, ooh, look at Helmer's Boot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and like, it's like you're saying it in a camp, sort of like southern sort of way. Oh, my, what a lovely bird you've got. That's not the What a lovely bird you've got. That's a Swedish chef on the fucking Muppets. <laughs> no, I think you'll find it's a perfect Louisiana accent. <laughs> Why not keep things segregated with this official Helmer-branded chest of drawers? Available now from Nordic Furniture Men Ikea. And there's a link to the... The, the, uh, the, the actual the, the one. Yeah. So... If we're looking for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> but Roger, I hear you ask, why are you supporting European furniture men when they're good, honest British furniture men struggling to make ends meet under the stifling bureaucratic regime imposed by our unelected overlords in Brussels? The best oh thing God, about you this do is... do this so well. <laughs> it, yeah, that's the thing. If I'd made it this far, and if I genuinely was one of his mentals who received this as a <laughs> yeah, non-joke thing, would hook you back I'd in. be like, oh... Because all of this seems very funny, but that's very balanced. And that's exactly that like the Rog that I've come to know over these past newsletters. Yes. <laughs> nailed it. He goes on Absolutely to nailed it. He explains, Well, this was an unfortunate administrative error on the part of my assistant, who misheard my instruction as I had been, for the purposes of comedy, affecting a strong Asian accent at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ikea, if you don't use Argos from a hermit drawers. <laughs> I, had, I had shouted quite clearly from the other room. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gone again now. <laughs> if I'm the real newsletter reader. <laughs> my assistant shall not be reprimanded, however, as she is my wife. Yes, I employ my wife using taxpayer money 
that's a real thing and not a joke. <laughs> and the finally, more and more that we add to this <laughs> news there, like coming in, we a couple of funny pictures, like the more and more, like if you imagine, I, I got into trouble once for writing a lot of bullshit in my homework diary. And then, but having the headmaster read it back was mm. the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. And like, I imagine... At some point, we're going to hear... This is going to be in a court transcript. Yeah, this is going to be in a court transcript being read back and typed down like <laughs> the four men in the docks <laughs> yes. could struggle to contain themselves. <laughs> well, that's going to be really if funny. If they read this out in the docks, I would be kind Pissed of laughing at both at the content and the <clears throat> fact that a barrister was reading it. Yeah, and exactly. It wouldn't go yeah, down... Yeah. I'd really... It wouldn't go down well with either a judge or a jury, that. People sniggering. <laughs> <laughs> Even, uh, like, take another level when they take this podcast in <laughs> and they just go, oh, and here's the bit of them talking about the future when this might have happened and they're also laughing about it in the podcast <laughs> as well as laughing at you reading this out right now. <laughs> Look at them. They're sniggering at the the part where they talk about how sniggering wouldn't go down well with yes. you. Yes, and they're also sniggering at me right now from the past. <laughs> from is... the past, right now, <laughs> they, and they don't stop. <laughs> they, they even know that I'm saying this bit. <laughs> and then they have to read this out as well. This is a club sandwich of contempt. <laughs> Essentially, the, court, hope, the hopefully, case have to be thrown out. Well, I'm hoping that, you know, like, two wrongs make a right <laughs> There's so many wrongs here that they just go, they're probably all right. Just, just let them go. Yeah. It probably works itself out. The meta laws haven't been created to deal with this paradoxical <laughs> situation. We'll be. I'd like to cite uh, regular features 2014, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> the course of two wrongs do make a right. <laughs> Four million wrongs do make a right. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying we are going to do this. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm going to do this in Ever. case. In, ca- <laughs> in case this is yes. actually read out. In We're all going to yeah. hold hands together and click send on this email at the same time. I'm going to shout, <laughs> "Don't do it!" just before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone shouts, "Don't do it!" It's me. They're getting off the. They're being kicked off the <laughs> podcast. But it's happening next Thursday. We will at the beginning of the episode. We're going to send this email, and you will get live updates on our impending legal action as Rogers thousands upon thousands of followers begin to reply with either blind encouragement, yeah, or bewildered outrage. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're going to have initial wave of out of office responses and could not be delivered because it is thousands and thousands of email addresses. Oh, shit, yeah. So you'll get all of those coming in at once. How many email addresses are on it? I think over 5,000. Fuck me. Fuck me indeed. Come with me now as the regular features Roger Helmer, aka me, Saga, comes to a delightful conclusion. I hope this is the episode that gets read out at the trial. <laughs> For that reason, I'm going to say we did it. We sent the fake newsletter out to the UKIP mailing list. Yes. It was apart from me. And it feels so far in the past now, so unpunishably distant. Are I'm willing to accept my part in it. <laughs> yes. Some of the facts in the fact barrage were of my hand. <laughs> The statute of limitations has expired. It's been a week. We haven't been caught. I'm so, pretty sure we can stop laying low and start spending the money. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to 
So, so what's happened? I mean, obviously we sent it out. We sent it out last week. Yeah, and we didn't get any replies. And we didn't realise this was incredibly stupid because, I mean, I'm not, but I do like to think of myself as being a bit of a, like, you know, Sherlock Holmes type. I'm not. I'm an idiot, but... Well, it's nice to think of yourself it's as nice something to think brilliant, of, isn't it? Precisely. It's nice to have a, a, a ridiculous ego of yourself. <laughs> but I can't believe that we didn't notice after an hour of sitting that we, despite sending an email to over a, a number of people... We didn't get a single out of office reply. Yeah. That should have been mm. immediate red bells ringing. That's not a phrase. Red bells. Yes. Red bells red going bells. ding ding. Yes. Red bell go ding ding. Yeah, you're right, Matt. Red bell should have go ding ding. But if you know, be like Sherlock, yeah. And that's why episode eighty four was cut excruciatingly short and we do apologise for that <laughs> no to be honest it was more excruciating for us than the readers because the readers ended up getting quite a tight little mini thing that wasn't that bad but for us it was hell yeah they only got one of the games on the scratch card I, I, we did all those games and it was fucking miserable <laughs> it wasn't good it was like being stuck in a gambling shop especially as Log stopped describing the games or what he was seeing <laughs> I was he... just playing a scratch card in silence <laughs> It was not entertainment. But what happened half an hour after you boys all left, um, as I was standing at my window, arms, hands on hips, watching you walk into the distance, my email inbox lit up like a Ferris wheel. (laughs) And and rolled down a hill. (laughs) And I banged on the window saying, come back, come back. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. All at once. I've had my first out-of-office reply. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you started getting out-of-office replies, which are the telltale sign of a, an, an email. email well sent. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, um, we started getting some uh, replies from uh, people who are on the mailing list. Um, UKIP members or people like ourselves who just join up for shits and giggles. So, yeah, some people replied saying, um, oh, whoever this is, thank you. And in fact, that person went on to upload it to uh, to a public paste bin site, so everyone could read it. So there are like people who support who are anti UKIP and are on there for shits and giggles. Either either that, or they've actually got a sense of humour, which to my mind is fucking alarming because I don't want to humanise UKIP at yes. all in my head. Well, some of the responses I saw definitely don't help humanise it, um, so that's good. It will probably balance out. Okay, cool. So um, some of them humanise so. This is one of the replies. So let me just say, this is um, shortly after the email went out, uh, uh, Roger Helmer leapt into action. He did. And uh, he tweeted, here we go, he tweeted, Spoof alert. Some idiot is issuing spoof newsletters. Uses a plural. There's only one newsletter. Uh. Under my straight talking rubric. Rubric. It's the use of language that kills me. Rubric. Don't be taken in. Anyone know who it might be? He's, he's, he's doing and that. that's yeah. when... Because a lot of our listeners yes. and readers, I do apologise, they do follow Roger Helmer. Yeah. Yes. And this this that tweet was retweeted around 35 times, all by... Mainly by our lot. Yes. <laughs> Basically, like I retweeted it after a while, but only after it had been retweeted by loads of people who listen to the podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, actually... Fucking give yourself a massive pat on the back. You lot are fucking great. The way you went close 
to yes. sort of grassing yeah. us up, yeah. but never did it in no. a way that would have been a bit of an annoying little snitchy fucking way. Absolutely, that was fucking. We've got the best readers. Yeah, they were amazing because like it was all it would have taken is one person to go, oh, I can't believe, and at both the podcast and Roger Helmer, and then the the jig would have been up. Oh. But, but yeah. no one did. Everyone just skirted around it, had fun with it, and just became part of the jokes. So I love this up. reply from yes. um, at Mr. N Sandwich, who said, you ought to track down whoever leaked your mailing list. Sounds like a serious breach of the Data Protection Act. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is great, because the email that, uh, that Roger sent out um, was, Dear all, we're writing to inform you that a spoof newsletter has been circulated. This newsletter was not sent out by our office, but a true charlatan. <laughs> we are doing That's like a true detective. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in true charlatan. We are doing everything in our power to find out who is behind this. In the meanwhile, could all of you be so kind as to let us know who has received the spoof newsletter? We also apologize for any inconvenience caused. So he's doing everything in his power to find out who's behind it. And later on, he vows to uh, protect the, the the information of people on his mailing list. <laughs> Which is like, we will say, we when we sent out the newsletter to his 2,000 or so subscribers, we used a BCC box that he didn't. Yes, the, the, the very mistake that he made that gave us the power to do this, <laughs> yes. we didn't do. Most people replied, this is the funny thing as well, so Roger sent out that email saying, let me know if you received a spoof email. People replied to the fake newsletter saying, I got it. And so all of the emails came back to me. Someone said, I received one, a piece of work as nasty as it was infantile, but it does seem that somebody close enough to you or clever enough for electronic communications, brackets, and possibly spyware, <laughs> to have access to your email address list must have done it. I FYI, love it. whoever you are, if that's your idea of a joke, I suggest you crawl back under your stone until you have learned better. <laughs> Whoa. Um, this is one who was sort of, I assume a UKIP supporter, but someone who found it funny. He said, I got this too, as per attached. Reasonably funny, I thought, though less diplomatic than you normally are. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing you were saying, things that Roger would agree with. <laughs> yeah. So this idiot <laughs> is stating my opinions in a less <laughs> diplomatic way than I would. <laughs> it's really bloody satirised me. <laughs> He's tainting the tone of my rubric. <laughs> You'd taken his rubric and multiplied it by itself twice. Rubrics cubed. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going there. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm off. I've done my bit for this podcast. You... <laughs> Multiply by itself three times. Uh, yes. Multiply by itself twice. For mm. rubric squared. Once would be squared, twice would be cubed. Okay, yeah. No, you multiply something by one by itself once. No, you're right. No, go on, Steve. I'm enjoying where you're going with this. <laughs> Don't enjoy- get into <laughs> <laughs> It's not the time for maths fights. <laughs> Don't get in the way of this, Matt. <laughs> this is me and Steve at our most primal. <laughs> <laughs> we had a disclaimer at the end of the email, which uh, the next email references. Roger, I did receive this. At the end, it claims to be a lovely joke. (laughs) I, for one, did not find it lovely. (laughs) I don't think you should take it too seriously, except that it may show that someone knows your list of correspondents. What else do they know? (laughs) (laughs) Your policies! (laughs) In the newsletter, we... um, 
there is a paragraph about the confusion between all the different words that we use for countries and languages in Europe. What, like Amsterdam is... Oh, in Netherlands. Netherlands is called Holland, Holland and Holland is the French president. That so, really good bit of... That was worthy of Ronnie Barker, I'd go as far <laughs> as to say. Um, a man called Wouter. I'm not giving it away. It's a very common name in the Netherlands where he writes from. Um, Dear Roger, may I have the audacity to correct you? We, the Dutch, call our country... <laughs> Nederland, brackets, or the Netherlands, because Holland is only two-twelfths of the Netherlands, e.g. the provinces North and South Holland, admittedly, politically, the most important provinces, because both Amsterdam and The Hague are there. If you ask a German, he will tell you that Ein Hollander is a cheese, so please do not confuse us with a cheese. (laughs) End of lecture. Thanks for all your very interesting, brackets, and often very distressing emails. <laughs> I mean, he's brilliant. He's fantastic. I thought for a second he was going to be... For a while I got hung up with like him saying two twelfths instead of one sixth. That was really getting my bean. Well, I thought that as well, but he, I think he said two twelfths because there are two provinces of twelve. Right, yeah, yeah. perfect. We should say that now like this has been reposted, this whole... Because you haven't seen the newsletter, but you've heard it read out. But if you want to see the whole thing, it's probably it's on the internet now. If you go to our Twitter feed, we've tweeted a link to the full newsletter that you can read. Yes. And we don't tweet yeah. that much, so it should be easy to find. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somebody reposted that section as a news article. On a semi-scientific looking site? Like well, it was like... Conspiracy theorist environmental was, it blog. An, yeah. Conspiracy is the, the strongest, the most relevant word here because it had like, the truth starts here. Yeah. Everything you've read up to this point is merely prepping you for the fucking truth syringe yes. that this site metaphorically is. So, well, it's still someone who is utterly deceived by, by the news. They like, really so believed it. And I love it. Oh, ridiculously false. Can we like, recap what the, that, that story was? I can I can Have read you... out the news story as 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 they posted it. And yeah, cool. Go so for it. so the, the the headline they went with is um, wind turbines kill horses. Says American study. American study. Where he got American study from is just amazing. <laughs> oh, this is because the first line. A new study from America. Oh, right. Has shown that young male horses are naturally drawn to a wind turbine's rotating blades, which from a distance appear to them to resemble an audience of thin white lady horses, each giving them a big wave in an exaggerated theatrical way, as if to say, Come over here, horse. I won't club you to death with my horse arms. Once they get closer to the turbines and the cool <laughs> ruse is revealed, however, the horse's natural instinct to the sniff, sniff metal, metal takes over, over and they this. trot right into the danger zone, sniffing innocently at, innocently at the turbine's giant mast, unaware of the high-speed rotor blade tip about to clobber them into an agonizing and traumatic death. How high must the pile of dead and dying horses <laughs> around every wind turbine in Britain become before we shut down these murderous sideways death helicopters? And... Then he's the person who wrote the post signs off Roger Helmer. Puts <laughs> <laughs> his name straight to it. People in the comments, yeah, they did yeah. start picking up and saying, I don't think I don't this, think this is, is real. true. And he replied saying, No, Roger Helmer is, is it. an MP. He says, It must be true. I got it from a politician. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good conspiracy theory <laughs> shit. <laughs> Ro- Roger might be wrong. No doubt he can back up his story with evidence. And then he follows up four minutes later. Roger sent a spoof newsletter out on April 1st. This was part of it. My apologies. 
I enjoyed it and hope you did. And then- I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, enjoyed believing the- in it for a short <laughs> while. I enjoyed the belief that all of these horses have been murdered. <laughs> that is my favourite bit of that image. A pile of dead and dying horses. Not all dead. Horses traumatised yeah. by being surrounded by their dead brothers. <laughs> Going, nay. <laughs> so he... Um, he, uh, he edited the original story and put a little uh, um, note at the bottom saying, As a commenter pointed out, this newsletter was posted by Roger Helmer on April 1st. Appropriate caution advised. Turbines kill tens of thousands of birds, and they make people sick at sunrise and sunset from a light flickering effect. People are also made ill by the sound vibration effect. And he's added another paragraph, which wasn't there the last time I checked it. I'm going to read it. I haven't read this before. I might add they generate pitiful amounts of electricity, consume vast tracts of land, and make vast profits because of grants and subsidies for the insiders who bribe politicians to install them. Many are going onto David Cameron's father-in-law's properties, making the family billions more than they already have, generations old as exploiters of the national purse. In strong winds, many collapse and go on fire. <laughs> Most only last two years and they're scrap metal. The landowners can get their lands back and start all over again. The thing that you did, you shithole. Yes, fucker. You you tweeted as a fucking picture of unknown number calling you. Oh, yeah. And then went to bed and said, oh, guys, I think I'm in trouble. Then went to bed, didn't reply to our fucking text in the hangout. He said, I'm in a lot of trouble, guys. I'll email you tomorrow. And we were like, what the fuck? So I just went to sleep. And then I woke up and go, oh, shit. (laughs) I forgot to say this was all made up. (laughs) That I'm not actually in trouble. Fuck you. But I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was a little bit like, oh, something might happen. Like Roger's. I was a bit concerned, but then I, I kind of find it hilarious since that. I mean, obviously now Roger recently has tweeted that he's he's on to us and he's going to deal with it appropriately. And you know, we'll see what happens with that. I suppose because nothing's happened yet. Yeah. So he emailed. This is the last email he sent, saying, "We have now identified the person behind the spoof newsletter, and we are dealing with this matter appropriately. Please do rest assured that we are taking measures in order to protect to protect your contact details. Again, apologies for any inconvenience caused by the spoof newsletter, and we would like to thank you all." Those that replied, your efforts have helped immensely. So he says, rest assured we're taking measures to to protect your contact is, details. The thing is, right... Uh, if going I, back in time to stop fucking leaking it, perhaps. If it was me, <laughs> right, if I was if I was Roger Helmer, MEP, and I realised that somebody... If you were Roger Helmer, MEP, I'd be over there like a flash. <laughs> if you're on my I'd lap. be in your lap playing with your long, lustrous hair. <laughs> Tickling my moustache. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> um, but no, if, if I was Roger Helmer, I might think, who would go to the effort of doing a stupid spoof email taking the piss out of me? Could it perhaps be the group of men who are constantly photoshopping me onto things and printing off masks of my face and wearing them at parties and uploading <laughs> tons of photos of them doing it. Like, oh, I really, need, I really need to forward him that picture of someone who stuck his dick through a mask of Roger Helmer's mouth. And it looks yeah. like Roger Helmer is spitting out a dick helmet first. It's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, quite, quite brilliant. <laughs> like, he could have rolled with it. He could have claimed that to be his own April Fool's joke. He couldn't because... He knows that someone's got access to his list, and he knows that we could have gone, Hello, it's me, the real Roger Helmer, and I wasn't involved with this at all. I'm completely stupefied as to how this could have happened. Could be a conversational back and forth, look. 
But hey, I think, guys, I think regular Peter's going to be okay. I don't know about you, but I, Roger Helmer, UKIP's MEP, enjoyed that so much, I'm going to subscribe to the Regular Features podcast and write them a brilliant review using maybe like three of those thumbs up things that live in my phone's keyboard. Also, I'm just about to bosh off to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features and whack a load of my own cash into supporting this fantastic podcast. I mean, I'll probably be sticking it through the UKIP expenses, but you should see some of the shit Farage chucks through every month. Hooah! Wow.